That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Bat Force Radio, Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. We got a good one tonight. We got Selena on the two-wheeler in the background right now. I got on my <laughs> roster Bat Force Tom over in sunny California. Yo. I got Robin Cross up in Canada. A boot, a boot, a boot. Grandpa Batman, the propane killer over in Texas. Special guest tonight, we got... The cat force, the complete cat force tonight, who I would describe as our like our sister force, uh, brand new up and coming group of amazing ladies who are extremely passionate about DC comics, especially Catwoman in general, and have formed something similar to what we what we formed in the past. Uh, but these girls are on fire. But to introduce them, we got um, Arkham Kitty over in California, the California cat. Hi. <laughs> we, got cat, we got cats and bats over in the greater Chicago area. Hi. <laughs> we got Angel Young 13, the Harley Quinn of the crew over in Missouri. Yo. And we got Nashcott, the spark that ignited the flame over in New Orleans. Salami <laughs> alaikum. You gotta tell him, Raj, you gotta go, it is Raj Agur, not the Nashcat. So our friends, the Cat Force, are pretty much formed to uh, embrace all the great... Um, female characters in DC comics and uh, DC history. Um, but ladies, real quick, uh, each of you, how did you originally get into like comic books um, and Catwoman in general, uh, Angel? Uh, well, my mom was a huge nerd. My mom's like really into Wonder Woman and my brother w like was reading comics a ton when I was growing up and I would get into his stuff, but he was more like Superman, Green Lantern. My mom was very Wonder Woman. So like I evened everything out, navigated towards Batman. And Selena was actually my first favorite character until Harley. So like I started with 66 Batman, Batman Returns, the animated series, stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, Naj? Um, no one in my family is really interested in it, but I started on my own, like six or eight around there with Batman Returns and Batman 66. I don't know. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, so, nice. so was it, was it yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, or was it Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer that made a you know real impression on you? Yeah, I just um, I fell in love with Batman and Catwoman at the same time, and I wanted to know more. So that's how I got into comics. Very nice. I think it's actually pronounced Michelle Pfeiffer, but that's <laughs> whatever. Cool, cool. <laughs> move on. Move on. Potato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> Uh, Arkham Kitty? Um, I probably got into Batman when I was four, and it was my mom who introduced me to Batman Returns, and probably not till like, I was maybe 13, that's when I started collecting comics. My stepdad actually had this huge bin of Batman comics, and I would always go through them and steal them, of course. Um, and yeah, and then just from there on, like, I just started collecting my own, and, you know, been obsessed since. Oh, when did you start the uh, cosplay? Oh, um, I started around in 2012. Um, it was actually at that time my um, my ex-boyfriend, he told me about like cosplaying. And he was like, hey, you know, you like making costumes. You like dressing up. So I don't want to try cosplaying. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So, you know, just started from there on and my first convention well actually it was my second convention was uh stanley's comic-con or kamikaze and you know i just started from there and been cosplaying different versions of catwoman since when when were you voted um WonderCon hottie well i guess it was 2014 how was that <laughs> honor for you what was it like doing that? It was a dream come true. I would suspect it would be uh... an awkward dream come true. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh, immortalized God. on the internet forever. Dude. Okay, does the, does the whole Bat Force know about this? <laughs> no, tell. Pray tell. No. Yeah, go it's, ahead and it's reveal on, it's it. It's on YouTube. Uh, just, just check it out on YouTube after. No, yeah. we can let our listeners know. Oh, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. She'll tell the story, but you have to go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> it's under uh, Hot Babes of WonderCon 2014. That's what it is. <laughs> you haven't, they haven't seen it. Why no. has the Cat Force not seen it? <laughs> Checking it out now. Yeah, Hot Babes of WonderCon 2014. I'm with my uh, my beautiful friend Alice. She's uh, cosplaying as a black canary in that video. Hosted by our boy what's his Poly name? G. Polly G. G. <laughs> a Polly G production. And Polly G is basically POV roaming the convention hall. And uh, he approaches the lovely cosplay ladies and just starts. Uh, I, I I don't want to ruin it. You guys need to watch it, man. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like the best neck beard video out there right now. <laughs> this is probably about the time that after that that they started posting the signs at conventions that says cosplay is not consent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the video that's that started that. that I think so. It. Yeah. More than likely. More than likely. You gonna whip me with you? Gonna hit me with your whip? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gotten asked that I don't know how many times already like I, I'm gonna start charging people eventually it was at WonderCon it was actually right when I just walked in and or this guy <laughs> and this guy uh ladies <laughs> what are you guys doing can i interview you and it was i remember though like the whole time just trying to avoid eye contact from him because he just kept staring at us and mostly he was staring at my whip so you know that definitely made me feel you know uncomfortable did you say um, eye contact or thigh contact because i, I didn't. <laughs> both <laughs> oh yeah okay gotcha. yeah and he was just really awkward during the interview and i mean you, like i said you guys should just watch it and just see how awkward it is and <laughs> you, you know, just kick out of it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had about three solid eye rolls i think in like four. a one minute span. four 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 eye rolls yeah. in one minute good times cats and bats cats and bats how did yeah, you start your journey with comics and uh, selena kyle Oh, wow. Um, she has a Batman was my first experience. It was a big deal because we had just gotten our first VCR, and I was probably about five years old, and we rented that movie, and it was popcorn time, and I was just mesmerized by it. Didn't understand it totally, but just was like the coolest thing I had ever seen. And then later, when Returns came out, that's when I found out about Catwoman. All I knew is that I wanted to grow up and be Michelle Pfeiffer. And then after that, um, Batman Forever soundtrack of Teen, and that <laughs> was played over and over in my bedroom, and I was madly in love with Batman. <laughs> and um, I didn't get into the comics until my early 20s. I didn't have anybody in my life that read comics, um, so I didn't really know a whole lot about them. I watched the animated series all the time. Um, and my first comic book was actually um, an Angel comic book from Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I was totally love Buffy. And then once I got in my 20s, I started casually reading comics. And it really wasn't until about two years ago that I got serious about it. And um, When in Rome was my first Catwoman graphic novel ever. Um, Long Halloween was the first gra Batman graphic novel I ever bought. I think I was probably 18 or 19 when I first bought that. So that's really how I got started with it. Great nice. way to start. Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. I don't think there's any better way to start Batman than uh, <laughs> DC. Than I'd like to take this and, moment. And no way uh, more fitting uh, for tonight. I just Woo! want to take this moment real quick to uh, to let everybody know and bring attention to the fact that Tim Burton uh, is what basically started the Cat Force uh, due to the influence of 89 and returns <laughs> that everyone has stated. Mm. So uh, yeah. take that. Michelle Pfeiffer is so cherished. Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> as a young, you know, as a young anyone, like just watching this this woman that just takes charge in Gotham City and you know goes toe to toe with Batman and is just like strong and sexy at the same time. Like she's definitely the mm -hmm. definitive Catwoman. It's gonna be interesting to see who we who they cast for the Sirens movie. I know that's gonna be like a make or break for a lot of people, but uh, you know, so much to live up to with the the class. Even the Gotham TV series they keep drawing from Pfeiffer's Catwoman. So, oh yeah. <laughs> This is Selena Kyle. Some call me Catwoman. And when I'm not pulling the perfect crime snatching diamonds along with Batman's heart all over Gotham, 
I'm curled up next to my kitty and listening to Bat Force Radio. When in Rome by uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. We can act it out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Robin's going to be the Riddler dressed up in the Catwoman suit. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's what I was promised, at least. In the beginning, with the fl- uh, not, not necessarily a flashback, but a dream about her fighting Batman and uh, the Joker and Harvey Dent on the rooftops, and then waking up on the plane with a... Uh, <laughs> with the most pathetic well, Riddler, <laughs> you know it, it starts off. It starts off. It sets the tone of because she's automatically in the Roman's penthouse, stealing from the Roman. Right, mm-hmm. and you know that plays so well into the rest of the story. Yeah, I mean, if you remember, like going back to was it Long Halloween? You yeah. know, she shows up and at the wedding and. You know, she's also stealing at that time. So, and also in year one, she she shows up at the Romans' house and yeah, you know, yeah, starts there. So, I mean, the the Romans' house has got a lot of meaning and impact for these two characters because it's actually where, uh, well, not where they first met, but kind of first met in character as Batman, Catwoman. And the, what about the imagery of um, Batman taking off the cowl and seeing? Carmine with the scars on his face you know she's going from her love to you know, her father <laughs> so it's like it's sure, think, daddy yeah <laughs> pretty much <in> a, <laughs> like ladies how do you think um Tim Sale pulled off Catwoman with long hair in this one because we're really accustomed to short hair these days you like it or? I actually like her long hair really- I, I love her with long hair too yeah I love her with long and hair. just reminds me of her purple dress thing mm. one thing that I like after kind of reading other, you know, Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb things and just kind of seeing how he draws Catwoman, I've come to the conclusion that Tim Sale is in love with Catwoman, Selena Kyle. Just oh, the yeah. way that he draws her. It's <laughs> like so, every, everything is so sensual about her. Like the hair, the long hair, everything. It's like that she's mm-hmm. uh, she's an Italian hottie in this one. Like He to... he really stepped his game up in this one with, with how he depicted her. I didn't like how she looked in long halloween she thought it was a little more harsh i think in long halloween here yeah she's definitely more sensual a lot of times you see her hair is kind of half shading her face and she looks over her shoulder a lot she definitely mm-hmm. has seductress well you know and we talked about it in you know the episode where we did long halloween and, and they were talking about how jeff Lowe picked himself because he knew how to drew draw ugly people and i think that's kind of <laughs> kind of what he did to selena and long halloween but in this one he smoothed out her face a little bit and you know really highlighted her feminine features and uh mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so ugly and he gave I, her I, those never, deadly curves the guys know this but i never mind a horse face girl so i was all right with it <laughs> <laughs> this takes place between like after long halloween and the beginning or during dark victories in the introduction well i actually read it of mark whatever his name is it tells everything about it oh yeah the introduction the, of the editor uh mark chill i'm gonna after this Chiralo? Mm. i guess because he's sicilian you are getting so they... many angry dms after this i know <laughs> <laughs> how dare you Chiarello. mispronounce his name <laughs> some cat for it if you ask me it's all right i'll claw their eyes out oh. like they mentioned like the black suit because of the um, Ed Brubaker's Catwoman. Yes. We'll mention that in a second because that is really interesting and important. Uh, basically, so like they arrive at the airport, uh, her and the Riddler, but her motives for being there are questioned in the beginning. It's like originally they try to make you think it's to get away from Batman, but she brought Riddler along to uh, solve, I guess, what's called the riddle of her life. Um, yeah. She gets picked up by Blondie. Who's uh, Christopher Castillo? And, you know, she's in the penthouse hotel, or whatever. Um, but this is something that really caught my attention the second time, which I love, being the fact that they lost her luggage and she had her cat suit in it, the purple one. While yeah. on the way over to see um, the boss of all bosses, uh, Don Verini, she stops at that clothing store in Italy on the scooter, and mm-hmm. she takes that suit which is kind of the brew baker suit so yeah she kind of like rocks that before she gets a lost luggage and puts the purple one back on i, I thought that was kind of cool the way they i did it. i love when they do shit like that yeah, fucking make you it's, it's the best little nods here and there 
<laughs> you read the comic, just, oh. you know. I mean, I don't know. I do it just to rewind a little bit. I really what? like her outfit. Which one? Her normie, her person outfit. The, the her Vespa. No, I love when the she's one on the. On the oh, yes. The I would wear that today. Well, the Vespa <laughs> one's so hot. <laughs> Vespa outfit, damn. Like I love how she has the fork to Riddler's throat while she's naked because he like snuck in her. <laughs> when I was That's reading real this, woman. when I was reading this, I was going back to uh, how much Tim Cell actually had to like study the architecture of of Italy and Rome because remember at New York Comic Con when his wife was saying how much he actually spends in his studio more or less just reading yeah and so I was like re looking at this going man he really put in some time you know to, to bring you know Italy onto the pages Selena shows up with the brew baker outfit to uh, the boss of all bosses to get some information and all of a sudden he starts to uh, laugh uncontrollably and uh that's the hint that the joke is around or she was like laced with what she calls joker juice or something like that so already yeah. already have that like very jeff lobish mystery thing going on that's splash page in the second book wow i didn't realize that she still had it on but that looks really good the, uh, the it does <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the one with the smiling uh dead guy yeah. Don. Yeah. Don Verini. Yeah. Splash page. And then she's hauling ass away from those guard dogs. I laughed my ass off. <clears throat> you know, the dogs are chasing her. She's trying to get away. And the <laughs> dogs kind of, you know, corner her. And she starts to climb up the window. And then you hear her say, Youch! Yeah. And then when she's walking into her hotel room, <laughs> her cheeks are That's all everyone's out. favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> so much Selena butt. Hashtag cat butt. <laughs> you know what, man? I didn't even she, pick up. She, she is, she is naked that? through a lot of this story. Yeah, you know Tim Sale was having fun. Yeah. Like her sleeping in the next page. Dude. <laughs> she's naked more than she's Catwoman. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Uh, naked woman. Edward Nigma got his due. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he, I love how he's sporting the uh, the Catwoman outfit. It's just hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, the way Sal drew her uh, sleeping naked. He must have been single at this time. Between, between wives or something. Dude. I love how Bats keeps um, reappearing, though, in her dreams or, you know, maybe hallucinations or whatnot. I think that was a nice touch. Um, well, even going back to her first dream, you know, he, he's there while she's fighting... You know, she's fighting Joker, and Two-Face shows up, and, and then Batman's there, and he says, I'm here. I'm always here to protect you. Mm. Mm -hmm. That right there, I mean, it, you kind of slip inside her subconscious a little bit, and you can see the wheels in motion, because at that at this point in the story, she doesn't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but mm. you can see that they already have a connection there. Right. Sorry. Next page is when I want to... I wanted Blondie to be killed. Let me see. Oh, well, what was cool is like her dream is Batman with a gun pointing right at her head, and then she wakes up and and Blondie's right there. Oh, I could see. Right, she got him wrapped up. Naj ain't playing, man. I bet Naj like ripped this page out of her book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, uh. This is really random, but when they're in the hotel room, all the fucking really comes in with like golfing shorts and a. He, look, he looks like a leprechaun. I know they made him look so scrawny and small and short. And I don't know. Like he looks he's, creepy. Uh, he reminds me of a leprechaun. Mm. He, he's a lot like um, uh, he's drawn a lot like Mad Hatter uh, was often depicted. Yeah, that yeah. Rascally guy. The thing is that uh, he wasn't this pathetic looking in the Long Halloween, but I think they wanted to do they wanted to play with that dynamic between the Riddler and Catwoman. Like she's using him for something. You know, he's the she's the alpha. He's the omega in this whole thing. So maybe that's. Yeah. That's what it was touching up on. But uh and then he comes running in like their hotel or their suites on fire and then they all have to jump out of the window. It's just like so random with Johnny. Uh, <laughs> more more naked Selena in Italy. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, naked when, Italian when, Selena. From a from a female point of view, what what do you guys think about, you know, some of the I don't know, I don't want to call it sexualization of the character, but you know, the way that the story's told and the way that she's presented do you think it shows it's it's appropriate to show off you know more of her feminine side like this or do you want her more as the that cat woman type of vigilante or well they're still badass. showing her classy side so true yeah true i used to have a problem i used to like not the, like in, in new 52 yeah mm. the jumping in the pool scene i always thought that was just over the line now that i'm a little older i don't because i don't want to blow the end of the story but knowing what i know and what riddler was up to it seems something that he would do um but 
I think I like it because Selena is proud of her body. She's proud of who she is. She's not shy. She's not going to apologize for being who she is. So I think you can argue that she is over-sexualized, but I think it's because she's owning it and she's on her own terms. So exactly. I think it's okay. Well, the, the, do you, she uses it as a weapon as well, doesn't she? Yeah. She does. Yeah. She's in charge of her own body. You know, she's not going to let... She uses it to her advantage when she has to. You right. know, she's always been that way. Yeah. Um, but it's her choice to use it that way. I believe. I believe that is definitely a part of her character at her heart. Is that it's her choice to to do that. And I think the writers are respecting that. They're not. I don't think any of this is. Exciting. You make some great points because you know it's kind of rare for or for me as a reader. I find it kind of rare that a, a male writer truly captures you know a, a female perspective and, and really gets it. Sometimes that's why. You know, a lot of times with female characters, I like it when a female writer writes the characters because, Mm -hmm. you know, they have that grasp of what it is to be a a woman, especially. Yeah, because even even if they have the best intentions, they can miss the mark. Like uh, when I think it was Danny O'Neill writing Wonder Woman and he thought that he had a grasp on what feminism was about when he took away her, her powers and her suit and just wanted to make her just a, a strong, regular woman. And you know, he had the best intentions, but it pissed everybody off. Well, yeah. <laughs> just just don't ask uh, Genevieve Valentine or Anne yep. Shinty. I was going to say that. Get him. Yeah, I was going to say that. For Catwoman. So out of character. That shot's fire. Book him, book him. <laughs> she's written really well, too, because just in her dialogue, she's... She's very upfront and lets everybody know who she is and that she's in charge and she's going to do what she wants to do. She says it to Batman in her dreams. She says it mm-hmm. to Riddler. I mean, their first interaction, you know, she's kicking his ass. She kicks his ass throughout the whole the whole series. She's kind of how I was like, you know, you can make a drinking game to how many times Selena literally kicks Riddler in the ass and out a window. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> to get alcohol. <laughs> There's this dynamic between Catwoman and the Riddler. Now that I think about it, like in Arkham Knight, there was they had they had this thing where they were just going back and forth, and Riddler eventually had that that trap collar around her neck that would explode if they didn't solve riddles and everything like that. So I yeah. I, I feel like they they have a history of this um, this friendship foe kind of uh, push pull thing going on. Say so, you know, was more evident about Selena's control over Eddie with a. Uh, some form of sexual power where I guess she's on the dock or the boat with her, her thong in the air and Riddler is just he's wiping his forehead. <laughs> Wasn't Selena and Riddler like a thing in Kingdom Come? Like, didn't they make them the thing? I don't remember that connection. Maybe. Like, they were in a meeting and I Maybe guess I he came it. with her. I just remember that. But he, he spends most of this story getting launched out of rooms by her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a DJ Jazzy Jeff over here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's that one scene where she, when she wakes up after being um, frozen by Mr. Freeze's gun, and he says, "Oh, I eat with you, you know, so Blondie wouldn't find out the real identity." And then she's like, "Oh, thank you." And then he makes some wisecrack about undressing her, and (laughs) and then she kicks his ass again. Well, for a second, I actually thought you were a decent guy. So it just kind of goes to show that Wizard is really a skeezy creeper. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. I just love the targets on the iceberg looking thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird how one of those um, Italian, I guess, gangsters froze her with the with Mr. Freeze's actual gun on the boat. And uh, mm-hmm. she, they, yeah, they, they got her out with guns. And then while she's sleeping after being um, defrosted, uh, this was really interesting where um, she's having a dream about being in the Batcave. And yes. uh, pretty eerie, like she's on the table and Batman's in the background, then he reveals his face and it's this very hush-like medical mask with a scalpel and he's um, about to perform surgery and she's, and the words she said were really, um, I guess, home-hitting where something about like he's trying to dissect every little part of who she is and the fact that, you know, he um, he just wants her to be this socialite rich girl or whatnot, so... Like while she's dreaming, the lobe is tapping deep into Selena's consciousness and her inner thoughts and feelings, of, you know, about the relationship between Batman and Catwoman, whether it's healthy or not at the time. So, um, oh, a lot of Heart of Hush stuff going on in that too. But uh, yeah, this was this was before Heart of Hush. Yeah, this is 04, yeah. right? So hmm. back on the boat, did you guys have to like break out your uh, Google interpreter to? 
to read what the oh, the Italians. Howdy, buddy. Yeah. We're talking about. Is the gun ready? I don't think it's ready yet. We got it. It hasn't been tested. No. And then he's like, No, I think I think Naj translated that as Bat Cat Forever. Bat Cat Forever. Bat <laughs> yeah, Cat I did. I did. <laughs> there is no but, one else. She actually pointed out something really interesting about uh, what are the covers of Winter Rome? Selena's arm dangling with jewelry, and how yeah. that was also on Tim Sale's recent cover for the Batman Rebirth book with that same Friday. jewelry. Ooh, throwback. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was like, That's not, I love when they do those things. And Guess I was the, like, that looks oh, familiar. Good eye. I love that he's like pulled so much from that uh, French Italian fashion illustrator. The God, how do you say it? Renee Grove? Right. It oh, says yeah. on the introduction. Let me oh. find it. Nice. I don't have an introduction. <laughs> I have yeah, yeah, the issues don't have an introduction. <laughs> Everybody's talking about their introduction, but I don't know. All spoiled, all I, spoiled with their trades. I, I have the absolute. I don't even think that's <laughs> all of Tim's gorgeous. They're a tribute to a well-known French fashion illustrator named Rene Grau. Grau. I Grou. believe it's pronounced Grau. <laughs> Grau. She's defrosted, dreaming about Batman again, and is talking to Blondie. I guess they're living on a boat now. Uh, mm-hmm. And. Uh, Blondie was talking about how he worked his way up the ranks, and he's the godson of Carmine Falcone, which is Selena's father. And um... it's like awkward. Because <laughs> 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 uh... she kind of likes him, right? I mean, you know, she does. And I wrote a lot of notes down. You know, he talks about uh, what was it that his father died in a event war or a mob fight or war. And Blondie's also, like, very broody and quiet, like, the strong, silent type. And I was like, oh, who does that remind you of? It's totally Selena's type. It's totally her type. And I was sitting there while I was reading this going, is this another Bruce Wayne disguise? (laughs) At one point, I thought it was him that he was going to, like, you know, kind of pop out and pull the mask off. And it's actually, you know, Batman's been there the whole time. His dad died when he was 10. She's like, that's when Bruce's parents died, too. Oh. And I guess she was making the connection with that. Ah, Jeff Lowe trying to throw you off a little. He loves doing that. That's what Jeff yeah. Lowe wants to do, man. He yeah, plays he, a game with the reader. Well, he gets paranoid because what, what he said about Long Halloween was like he had to go with Gilda as Holiday so no one would ever figure it out because he was paranoid about people figuring out couple of issues in and then he's like what the fuck am i gonna do i have like 12 issues left i can't you know so he's always like trying to make sure he throws people up as much as he can when he's writing these these noir mystery stories or whatever you want to call them <laughs> Gilamo verini um was trying to kill selena because she he thinks she killed uh don verini with the yeah the that's the don's son right. yeah guillermo mm-hmm. you know his, his name's guillermo you know like what uh jimmy uh Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. And his security. Yeah, yeah his, his, his little Guillermo friend. So in a token of good faith, uh, Selena agrees to rob a ring from St. Uh, Peter's Cathedral in the Vatican. The Vatican. Uh, who breaks it, in? Who, exactly, right? Catwoman. Who? <laughs> hey, can we just stop and talk about the re- that red robe Selena's wearing on that boat? I mean, Taliana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this makes you want a vacation. <laughs> did did y'all watch? I mean, read G, uh, G, JLA nail another nail yeah, I think nail. where she's wearing the red robe. It kind of reminded me of that. But you know, oh yeah, everything reminds me. Oh yeah, so Naj with the references. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice. Here we go. The reference force. <laughs> so we're <laughs> so we're on top of the Vatican Dome at night. This is. This is Tim Sale at his best. I we need a figure. Just magnificent, like just how he drew that. So much detail. It's weird with Tim Sale. It's like sometimes his work is really loose, and sometimes his work is like ultra tight and detailed. Yeah. Like, you 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 can you can tell what objects uh, he was excited about drawing. <laughs> yeah, like, he 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 wanted to do the like cathedral. Like Butchie hanging out. Well, his wife <laughs> says he loves. His wife says he loves architecture. So yeah. yeah. I'm, mm. And the thing is, he does his own inks, too. Yeah. So, I mean, he drew it in all of this. But I think probably maybe the most phenomenal slash page in this book is uh, when she's with her harness hanging over right in front of Michelangelo's Pieta. And 
That right there. Just doing the splits. <laughs> and I, I love the, the reference here where she, she references, she references, yeah, how, how she's doing this acrobat act and how Bruce had uh, been talking about going to the circus before she left off. I was thinking about oh, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she said, I wonder how that worked out for him. Well, yeah. she, while she was off doing this, he was... Uh, Adopting a sidekick. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, Dark Victory. He that's when he did it in Dark so, Victory. So it'll be yeah. around the same time. Yeah. So there's a hollow base for the sculpture. Um, oh, nice reference too that they made about Michelangelo seeing the sculpture within the rock and carving it out. That's actually true if anyone studied art, art history. So uh, they really did their research in this one. Um, she breaks through. She cuts through the base of the sculpture and gets the ring in the box. Then all of a sudden, uh, shout out to Jeff Loeb again because to have cheetah fight Catwoman in the Vatican at night. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Let that be in one of the battles next year. Oh, March Batness. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. finished it, so we could do it right now. <laughs> Chill. It takes so much work. Nah, hey, is anyone gonna post a new March Batness thing today? Yeah. Like, yeah, when it's March again. <laughs> well. I mean, I don't know if we can have March Madness. The, the originator quits. Book <laughs> <laughs> book book. Too soon, Graham. Oh, Too shit. soon. Cutting back into... Uh, oh, all right. So I think this is the third book. Um, uh, flashback or maybe hallucination to... Uh, I love this super contrasty orange, red, red and black way Sale did this when uh, she's on the rooftop. She just sliced Carmine's face and Batman's looking over at all the henchmen that selena just took out oh the imagery is so good in this one it's almost like those political street art posters it reminds me of before they were cool (laughs) you know shout out to himself but um but it's cool because he's on top of like a pantheon or something like columns or then it goes back to her fighting cheetah i gotta you gotta give selena credit i mean going head to head with cheetah where it's quoted um selena says this bitch has gone three rounds with wonder woman and is still around to try and kill me i mean this is selena Kyle. selena also fought lady shiva in hush and you know she yeah. didn't win of course but lady shiva is like the deadliest combatant hand-to-hand combatant like the dc universe she so. didn't die either she didn't die either that's true you gotta you gotta yeah. get a sticker for that uh, you gotta, hey you gotta give catwoman her due man i mean she she fights man she definitely puts up a fight she doesn't give up no not at all well Cheeto's not thinking everything through because she left her enemy tied up with a rope and her claws still intact oh nice yeah. one yeah. Yeah. oh yes this will hold you for a long time or three minutes <laughs> and then yeah, the fight scene they're just going back and forth until um, it comes to a point where I think uh, Selena's actually strangling Cheetah with her own tail is that what's going I on? laughed at that and I wish this panel because I think it's so cool. It's when Cheetah and Catwoman are both like crouched down and their tails are over their head and they're just throwing shade back and forth to each other. (laughs) That was just bigger. Like, I want that poster on my wall. (laughs) You know, know Jeff Loeb wrote this just so he could say, cat fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they literally they literally said that. That's what Tina said before they started fighting. I like that Tina's like, um, with dudes and maybe I'll take the name Catwoman. Oh. And then she's like, bitch, what? <laughs> she's like, bitch, what? And then she's like, I'm really starting to dislike this girl. <laughs> They're going at it, and then then she gets shot, blam. But uh, it was a tranquilizer from uh, good old Blondie showing up again. Well, I guess he was like covering the area while she was getting the ring, but uh. What's that? What's that rifle look like? It's from Dark Knight Returns. Ah, (laughs) That's why I kept reading this, going, "This is fucking Bruce Wayne." Oh, (laughs) and he doesn't kill her, you know. So that yeah, he shrinks her, not kills her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's like, I should (laughs) have. I think think tranquilo in Italian means relax. I think where tranquilizer comes from. Little fun, useless fact. uh, Oh, he puts a gun to her head. Why? Why did he? uh, Well, here's another thing: is that Catwoman. Says that's close enough, Blondie, and he's like Blondie because that's what Selena Kyle calls him, you know, mm. yeah, her little nickname. So she kind of slips, and immediately Catwoman's on her toes. She's like, I, I gotta distract him and deflect. When in doubt, yeah, make and him... she gets all in his face. Mm. Yeah, she cuts that the barrel of that gun with her claws, dude. Yeah. So if she, I mean, if she could cut 
a gun with her claws to think about what else she could cut. I'm like, all right, I'm, do I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you win, lady. Uh, well, then we cut back to the boat where, uh, damn, Tim Sale, man. Another uh, dream sequence. I, yeah, a dream sequence for Batman in the boat, uh, professing his love to Selena, and they having a kiss. And I know Naj right there was like, okay, now nah, I think I could uh, live with it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Worship we're it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back on the right path. <laughs> So I'm in, I, I'm, I'm reading this book, you know, laying in bed, my wife's to my side and I flip to this page and I have to kind of turn the book to the Sam <laughs> 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 yeah. wanted to make sure she had an ass. That's, he, he went to town on this one, man. He, he like, <laughs> let's be honest. He made sure that she had the Italian curves in this one. She squats, man. Squats. Yeah, she gets it in. <laughs> and um, I love how she's patching herself up in the abdomen area, too. Still classy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Catwoman Still has all her jewelry on. Because she's, like, hallucinating, not dreaming. And she's kissing fucking Eddie, the Riddler. And I'm just like, yeah. He's going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> can't catch a break in he, here, he's on top of the louis luggage too isn't he she got the louis vuitton or something there. look at the stems on that dang they, there's the jewelry again nice once again good eyes Naj. that's uh yeah he brought that back i think he put a rosary um in the new one though right maybe that was in the cat i mean he across yeah yeah the cat's gone and the rings on that side and they don't show it in the cover so you know that was probably like a hint oh he, he said yes oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so she damn Nash coming out with the hidden secrets over here. <laughs> so she wakes up, Riddler's kissing, she and wakes she, up. she just boots his little leprechaun ass <laughs> off that. Boat, dude. <laughs> like I'm surprised that stiletto isn't permanently attached to his ass at this point. Uh, yeah, he's... I wish it was. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I just heard the bloop when he hit the water. <laughs> <laughs> And he's holding onto his hat as he goes down. <laughs> I hope right you drown. <laughs> so her and Blondie are talking it until she realizes that uh, she has to confront uh, Glamo in order to tell them that she wasn't the one that killed their father. She hid the ring. Yeah, in uh, yeah, in her lady place. You right. can hear the sarcasm where she's like, "Sorry," and he talks and talks and talks. <laughs> well, that was funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> she uh tells them that she wasn't the one who killed the old Don. Okay, so she wants to know where Louise Falcone is. Falcone. And my question is, that's a nice My Little Pony thing she's trotting up onto this castle. Oh my gosh, isn't that awesome? <laughs> Catwoman on a huge stallion like that. Can we just have that like every day? That needs to be a statue. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a statue. The nuns on the roof with uh, like AK-47s and a spotlight. So I'm thinking, <laughs> see, that was cool before the town with Ben Affleck. So. But this was big. Like, I want to know what you girls thought about Jeff Loeb changing continuity where he, you know, showing Louisa Falcone and, and Carmine Falcone as pretty much Selena's parents, which I think Tom King is going to touch up on. I have this gut feeling that he's going to work with that in the future. But, like, what, what are your thoughts on that being big Catwoman fans? Well, I love Italian Selena, so I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to say I, I, I do like the whole shift in that, but I... I guess you could say I'm a little biased and I'm just so used to Catwoman's backstory where her dad was an alcoholic and her mom committed suicide. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like that that was really, well, not exactly similar to Batman's, but I mean, that story right there was dark and it was, you know. That could be her A traumatic childhood. Yeah, 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 that can, that can be. Yeah. But um, I mean, I just, I don't know. I really enjoy more of the whole urban Catwoman story, I guess you could say. Right. Well, the one thing that Loeb actually protected in this is that, you know, later on in the, in the story, you know, basically her whole point of going to, to Rome and Italy was to find whether or not she was the daughter of the Roman. And she even says in this book, I can't prove this. This is what I believe, yeah. but I can't yeah. prove. This. So, I mean, Loeb still leaves, you know, he just he just opens another window. So. I mean, there is that origin story, like what you said, where, you know, she had the mother that did everything for her and the father abused her and stuff like that. Wasn't yeah. her mom like South American or Hispanic? Uh, I think Cuban. Cuban. Yeah, she Cuban. was Cuban. Yeah. 
Cuban. And her dad was Irish, I think. Okay. I almost feel bad for her at this point because uh, Louisa asks her to take off her mask. Or she takes off her mask so she could feel her face because she's blind. And uh, then she says, no, I only had one th- one daughter and crushing her dreams at that point. And what she thinks it wasn't it wasn't her mother. But then is that that's Blondie that comes out ordered to assassinate Catwoman? Yeah, he's he's like been her henchman the whole time. And like if you interpret the, the Italian, he basically says, you didn't tell her the truth. Mm. Yeah. And she says, I wanted the ring. So you know what you have to do. And he says, yes, kill Catwoman. Yeah. So Louise Falcone, she wants that ring. Um, so she can be actually the, you know, the head of all the, the mafia families in, in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ring of all rings that controls all of the families. And then we go back to on the boat where Celine is pretty much fighting Batman but hallucinating. With a sword. Was it a sword? (laughs) But this time she knows that she's hallucinating too. (laughs) Yeah, she she clues in. It's it's where she puts together all of the clues that you then realize throughout the whole story that Jeff Loeb was giving you all these hints of what was going on. Yeah, I think it's kinda like it she has like an inception moment, you know? She's like, I know I'm in a dream. But when Reading the clues. What makes, but I don't understand the scarecrow. But because scarecrow feels like he's really sh- shoehorned in there, especially when he, I think he, he had a part in Dark Victory back in Gotham. So that didn't make too much sense to me. I mean, I don't think he was necessary, but but, it, was but it, his his gas though was what made all of you know all of the stuff that she was seeing happen. You also got to know that it's it's in her mind she's putting the clues together. She's understanding. Okay. He's using this fear toxin to to manipulate my mind, and so in her mind she sees an image of Scarecrow. Mm. And then but you know, he did there's... say earlier. He did say earlier, "Who is Batman?" To her, I guess that was his goal. Yeah, that was his whole. That was his mission was to find out Batman's identity from Selina and I realizing that she didn't know yet. Um, but yeah. she, uh, but uh, you can see throughout that even though she doesn't know. She subconsciously has some ideas. She she's made uh, enough connections between the two of them. Mm. Well, she even said one time she said something about why did I think of Bruce when I'm thinking of Batman? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. Bruce who? And she's uh she's very methodical about how she takes out Cheetah and Scarecrow and everyone, similar to the way Batman does it. It's like Batman Hush, like Riddle. Riller was a genius in that too. What happens with the freeze gun? It turns the whole boat into an ice cube. <laughs> but then later on, when she's talking to Blondie after that orde- ordeal, um, he pretty much tells her that uh, well, not only did the ring go down with the ship, but he remembers seeing Carmine Falcone with a baby girl with dark hair and violet eyes. Then telling the story about how they sacrificed the baby to Gotham City, and mm-hmm. Louisa convinced the bodyguard with, with any with any means possible to take the baby to America for adoption. So that plays into the whole orphan adoption thing as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Tom King has the power now to like decide which way it goes with her, which I think is really. Interesting. I also noticed this like random strange tie between um, Louisa Falcone, how she looks like she's a nun within the church. Selena's sister Maggie, she too is a a nun. Mm. Um, so I, it kind of makes you wonder too, like if maybe there was like another child or daughter that they had but i don't know i just noticed that little tie right now oh nice damn cat force yeah. dropping knowledge son. i know you know, Boom. <laughs> you know you know where else uh sister maggie's is involved where um that's wait, like another... mother no yeah his mo- his mother's sister maggie what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what? that way I, I could hear everyone fucking mouth open <laughs> <laughs> Blondie tells Louisa that the the ring went down with the ship. In return, he gets a bullet to the head, doesn't he? Because she knew that he um, he fell for her. Well, she knew that he was going with her daughter. So he, she's like, fuck that. <laughs> Blam. I didn't give you my approval. Blam. Uh, Selena leaving Rome with that outfit again. Once again, man, just styling all day. The leprechaun comes up again. <laughs> he just, this guy just won't quit. <laughs> yeah, but our favorite part is when the mom kills Blondie. <laughs> she, had to... <laughs> she had to bring that up again. It's all about Bruce and Selena. <laughs> Riddler still wants the ring from Selena, uh, which she laced with uh, fear gas, right? Or Joker. Yes. One of the mm-hmm. laughing gas. One of the two. So he has a really bad plan experience heading back to uh, <laughs> when he realizes that it's a fake box and uh, the gas expels to 
Then I'm hallucinating to see all these crazy things. I love how he even drew the baby as a Jokerized baby. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's messed up, man. You know, I was I was thinking I was talking about this with Naja about Blondie was supposed to meet up with Selena, I think, at the airport or something, and maybe he would make up a, a place for him in Gotham City. And uh, we were talking about how that shit wasn't gonna fly, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Eddie's last words to Selena's like, "It's Edward, you bitch." Uh, <laughs> authentic language. <laughs> Jeff Loeb himself. It ends on almost a somber note because, like, you know, she's heading back in the plane to Gotham and uh, with a with a priceless ring <laughs> next to her. But uh, the fact that I guess she she wasn't sure about her her uh, biological parents or not, I kind of feel for her in a way in that sense because uh, that was the main mission while she was there. And that, that that splash page when she gets back in Gotham is pretty intense too with the bat signal in the yes. air. I love how they put the yeah. bat signal like pretty close to her heart. I always thought that was kind of yeah. like, by design with Tim Sale. And the mm. epilogue shows her at uh, Carmine Falcone's grave. I really yeah. love her outfit here. <laughs> did the same thing. <laughs> it's, very, it's very New Jack City. Overall, how does the Cat Force rate this one? Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, when in Rome, Catwoman. It's always been my favorite, so. Really like your favorite? Nine ten. Out of all Catwoman stories, even even on like Heart of Hush, maybe it's it's, uh, it's one of my first reads. Okay, all oh, right, yeah. So. Out of how many lobster, out of five lobster rolls, what would you rate this notch? The highest. So five, <laughs> five in one sitting. Four and a half. A little heavy on the mayo. The blondie, blondie ruined it. Uh, <laughs> well, he died, right? So yeah, the five comes back. It cracks me up because there aren't many. Uh, well, I guess there are a, blonde, a lot of blonde Italians. Maybe more in the north, but uh, I thought that was kind of comical, the fact that they were calling him Blondie. Um, yeah. Uh, Arkham Kitty, how do you rate it out of five? Anything you would change as well? Um, Honestly, I'd probably rate it maybe a three and a half. Okay. Um, Only because with the whole... I mean, I do like the whole mystery of Selena not really knowing who her biological parents are. Um, But the whole Carmen Falcone, you know, possibly being her father was, you know... It, I didn't really like that. Oh, it's not your um, thing. Yeah, I, I just didn't like that. Um, but other than that, it's a really good story. It, it really shows this um, vulnerable side to Selena too, and it plays into how she even too feels for Batman. You know, which I really like. Yeah, even um, early in the game, like you know, this is like year one, year two almost. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Awesome, Angel. <laughs> uh, I wanna say four. Okay. Because I love Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Mm. It's phenomenal. Can, can they please do some more stuff together? I mean, I know they did the Marvel Wait. stuff. I was just about to mention that. Hey, Jeff Loeb. We need more of them. Jeff Loeb's too busy with the Marvel Netflix stuff, isn't he? Like to. They're yeah. free. They're free agents mm-hmm. right now, man. Are they really? I don't think that they have an exclusive contract with Marvel right now. Yeah. They did. But I don't think it. I think it's already been a couple, at least a year. Hmm. When did they do that? Um, what was the last Marvel book they did? The, the... Uh, Captain Captain America White. I think you're talking about. But they had done that. They had worked on that book much wow. prior to to when it came out. Oh yeah. yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they have an exclusive. Do they, Robin? Do you know? Uh, I don't think so. I I know that Jeff was had a pretty high up position at Marvel. And mm-hmm. he might be comfy to just, you know, keep what Chill. he's got with them. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Jeff he, and then he, he was running he was running all that T V stuff. Yeah, dude. He was that's he's, that's why they don't do I mean, they're making the big bucks with the T V and the movies, bro. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the thing is is all they gotta do is sit in a fucking chair and call shots with that. They don't have to draw or write. Yeah. Well, so it's yeah. It's easy to C T C collect the check. The- my dream would be for Loeb and Sale to do a, um, a Halloween special every year. Just just like a 27-page book, you know. Just That'd kind of, be really cool. Because they're yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cats and yes. Bats. How, how Cats and Bats. The verdict. Um, I give it a four. Um, you know, it was my first Catwoman book, so I'm very, very fond of it. But I'm kind of with Jen. Like, I love this story. But I'm not kind of into the whole Carmine Falcone, you know, being her real father. I do prefer her other origin. But um, I also agree that it definitely shows a very vulnerable Selena, which is good because even though she's a very tough and confident woman, she still has her own fears that, you know, we see throughout the dreams and the hallucinations. Um, She's not, you know, she's trying to very much find her place 
in her world and and with Gotham in this story, um, afraid of not being accepted by Bruce. You know that mm-hmm. she's she's not really the rich girl. Um, you know, and, and and just kind of a I think her biggest fear is people are going to find out what her act is about. You know, and how does she be herself, and how does she be herself around Batman and Bruce? That's what I really liked about the story. Oh. Hank Hill. Out of five propane tanks <laughs> with accessories, how, how do you see this book fit? <laughs> well, I love that it sits right in between Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Like a sandwich, you know, as far right, as the timeline. Oh. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like you go to a, it's kind of like Thanksgiving, you know, you have the big lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you have the big lunch, and then you're full, and you want to nap and watch football, but you, you still want to nibble on a little something, something, yeah. you know, around three o'clock. And then big feast comes at, you know, six o'clock. So it's it's kind of like yeah. one of those, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of out of five propane tanks <laughs> and accessories, <laughs> it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's an explosive issue with lots of pretty flashes, and, and I. I really think Tim Sell stepped up his game here, especially with how he designed Selena. He put her in two suits. He showed her ass. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would say a, a four point seven. Oh. Ooh. With accessories, wow. with propane accessories. Four. Yeah, four seven. Okay. Point seven in accessories. Curve of the North. How here? <laughs> oh, what, what's what's my rating system going to be? Oh, I, oh, I don't. Um, some how many, uh, how many Timmys is the Timmy Hortons? Custom <laughs> okay, Timmy Hortons. there, there we go, there we go. Now, now, we, now we can work with this. All right, you just got to put it into currency. I can understand. Unis <laughs> uh, and Toonies. On its own, I kind of give it a four and a half, but because I more often kind of connect it as uh, a, a whole mythology with uh, Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Uh, all of that together, the three of them uh, together are kind of a five for me. But this one by itself is about a 4.5. Four, four and one half Timmy's, eh? Not bad. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Tom out of five in and out wrappers. Fresh, warm wrappers with a little cheese on them, boy. A little cheese, man. How, How many in and out cheese papers are you asking? <laughs> cheese papers. I would say, um, it's, ah, dude. Okay, so the thing oh, about this Did you read story, this prior to... So oh yeah. Okay. You oh yeah. It. Nice. Banged it I, off. I I've been reading this one. I tell you <laughs> this much. Fucking bag um, gives us just a week in advance. I thought, you know, we 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 were gonna do this one like, fuck, yep. like almost yeah, a, like a year ago. ago yeah, right? it was on the list. Yeah. I think it was like a year ago. So I remember, I read it like two or three times, in a row. Um, <laughs> didn't we do Long Halloween? It was the last time we did Long Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, let's do this. Yeah, we we didn't do any more arcs for a while after that because Long Halloween my, took four episodes. Because my vocal oh, yeah. my vocal cords needed to be redone. <laughs> yeah, yeah Sorry, it was dog. good. No, it's a good thing we waited because uh, now we got the pros in here, the Cat Force, to talk about Queen Jesus. Selena. So. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> How many In and Out cheese paper wrappers? I would say four and a half In and Out cheese paper wrappers. And I'll tell you this much: with uh, animal style flies. Oh yeah, on the side with a. Uh, Chocolate vanilla shake. Ooh. The thing about this story is I think this would be pretty awesome as like a Selena Kyle Catwoman standalone solo film. Like to kind of follow loosely the storyline for it. I would say. Um, I think because Jeff, Jeff Loeb's storytelling is like lends itself really well to cinematic. That's kind true. of like That's how he wrote it. You know what I mean? And it would be cool because it's kind of like. A mystery, you know what I mean? It follows a storyline that you could take out the aspect of her being Catwoman and it's still a good movie. Mm. I think it would fit better in the animated, right? Yeah, animated. I think so, too. I mean, whatever you want to do. for Batman Hush. Oh. You know what? Actually, actually, us girls were talking about how we think, uh, what was it? Uh, I think we said it was Catwoman, Her Sister's Keeper would be a pretty good um, animated film. Are you guys familiar with Her Sister's Keeper? Mm-hmm. No. no. Well, you need to read it. Um. <laughs> That'll be a new episode. Right? I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. That's up you next. girls are more than welcome to come I, back. I have time. the whip, so you have to read it. <laughs> I think that alone would be a really good um, animated film. I mean, yeah, I, I could honestly see Win in Rome being an animated film, too, but 
to really expand on Catwoman's origin and to show how she became the feline she is now, I think definitely uh, Her Sister's Keeper would be a good film. Yeah, I love that Ted Grant's in it. Mm. Yeah. Got to show some Wildcat. <laughs> I I think Selena needs her own Netflix series, to be honest with you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I Just call it Selena. I, we've been trying to start a petition thinking about, all right, like, look... I like the Daredevil stuff. Not the other. I don't think the other stuff is as good as the Daredevil stuff. The Daredevil stuff, the way they did that. Then you think about Selena, right? The duality. You could do a whole show just on Selena Kyle, let alone Catwoman. So you could mm-hmm. have that duality in the show, and then the fight scenes, and the character development, and the supporting characters. And just think of the fashion they could show. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that Gucci boy. Hi there, everybody. This is Tim Sale. Uh, you're near listening to Bat Force Radio. We have a lightning round. If you want me to talk about food, we'll be here all night, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which do you prefer, the deep dish or like the thinner New York style pizza? Oh I got a deep dish, and I love that. Who was that? Sushi. I loved it. <laughs> the deep dish. I like the deep she dish. Likes, oh, <laughs> that Nash cat is. Uh, she got her head on straight. Yeah, she's she's all right by me, dear boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, bats and cats. Chicago fucking deep dish. What else? <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm really loving this episode, there, bat. It's my kind of girl. Hey, put that one on ten when you when you record it and you edit it. Put that part on ten. <laughs> Maybe, bat, you need to make that a drop. A uh, deep fucking dish. Uh, right. <laughs> it's right. the intro. Right. We got the intro. All right, all right, Angel. <laughs> what do you got, Angel? Well, I've been to Chicago and New York, and can safely say I like both. No, <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, way, way to ride a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can like both. Yeah. I, I live in Missouri. Our pizza sucks. <laughs> when I move she's to like, New York, I'll have enough. She's like any of pizza. <laughs> <clears throat> Arkham Kitty, what, do, what have you got? I'm and don't give us that. Eight. Don't give us that fucking veggie California. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Our pizza here is Caesars, cruel. all right? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not a picky eater, so I, both. So. <laughs> I'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That, that's a perfect segue to the next question. Uh, starting with Nash, because we're going to go in the same order. What is your crazy food combination? Favorite crazy food combo? <laughs> She's always posting. You know, because I, uh, let me give you a little background. When I was a kid... You know, mom would always make like, you know, a peanut butter sandwich or whatever. And I kind of got bored with that. So I, I got into her spice rack. And, you know, if there were sprinkles, I'd put sprinkles on there. I, I would put garlic powder on there. I would put all sorts of shit on a peanut butter sandwich. Some, just to Sometimes you found uh, sometimes you found medication. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what's your crazy food combo? Go to. Well, I tweeted it. Chili dogs with potato chips inside. Oh, that's like gonna that. be that's gonna be hard to top. <laughs> Lays. <laughs> it's really good. Some Lays. What, what, what kind of? Maybe some potato. ranch. Whoa. She, what kind of potato chips? Everything is good with ranch. <laughs> yeah. Are we are we talking Lays? Or are we talking Fritos? What are we talking here? Just Lays. Oh. Place. Okay. Interesting. Bats and cats. What do we got? Uh, well, I have two. One is Doritos and cream cheese. Oh hell That's yeah! That's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is I don't know if everybody has Wendy's restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. French yeah. fries. Uh, Wendy's French fries dipped in the chocolate frosties. Oh, oh you are. Oh, oh, that is normal. That is normal. Yeah, that's normal. That's sweet and salt mixed in there. When the, isn't that the McFrosty or something? That's what the McFrosty's are for. Yeah. Um. You ever shove it down your pants? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. My apologies. I did not. I'm like, John, take that and bet. <laughs> you brought up the ugly laugh in me. <laughs> All right, Angel. What do you got? Um, Macaroni and cheese with crumbled up nacho cheese Doritos. Ooh. That's Ooh. a nice combo. It's nice. You know what's also good? Mac I'm writing all these down, by the way. cayenne pepper. Just dip it all in. Oh, yeah. You guys, uh, I like the spicy. I saw someone do this in college, and when I saw them do it, it was these two girls that lived down the hall. I saw them do it, and I looked at them, and I'm like, you're fucking disgusting. But then I tried it, and I was like, they're goddamn geniuses. <laughs> Y'all try it, um, Takis, I think that's what it's called, and I mean, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, they they were doing um, Cheez-Its, and they were, they were using Cheez-Its like, like, 
chips and dip with macaroni and cheese. Try hot Cheetos with it. Oh, hot Cheetos, man. Hot Cheetos with anything. <laughs> All right, Arkham Kitty, give us something good. Uh, you guys are going to think I'm gross. <laughs> okay. Uh, I already do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tuna, but still like in the can. Oh, God. And with pickles. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's not that gross. Oh, I've seen okay, people good. chop a pickle and put it in their tuna sa- uh, tuna sandwiches. Yeah, well, usually no, 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 I don't though. like. I like just eating tuna just straight in the can, like not mixing any mayo or mustard, just plain, and then usually with a dill pickle or even sometimes with cheese. That's, that's, that's nice. Awful. That's, that's like awful. that's like so some that's like survivalist shit. I love it. Who heard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Pomona. Okay. <laughs> that's right. I'm it's, from the streets. Yeah. Nice. You eat that as you lay in your mattress next to the dumpster behind the, <laughs> <laughs> the Taco Bell off of Grand. <laughs> It's Holt Avenue. Get it right. Holt, that's right. They actually, I drove down Holt today, and there was a mattress on the side of the road and a homeless person, like, laying on it. Oh, that's my friend. Ellie, I'll need to try fries, ranch, and Cajun seasoning. Ooh, so that good. sounds good. It is good. Listen to this. You know what they talk about they, get, they get crazy over there with the Cajun right, in that part of the country. Yeah. Yeah, we have it in our purse. Because when you go up north, all you use is, like, salt and pepper. So we have to bring our own yeah, we don't put seasoning. As far as M&M's go, Naj, do you prefer peanut or plain? Mm, here we go. I like both. <laughs> With Cajun sauce on it. Um, just skip the Cajun sauce. Yeah. But anything is good with chocolate, though. But I could try that mm. as a challenge, if you want. All right. Peanut. But if it's minis... Plain. Ah, she knows her M&M. Cats and bats? Uh, I'm gonna go with plain. 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 Mm-hmm. There you go, I've PC. Been, I love peanut butter, but never been a fan of the M&M's. The peanut M&M's. Never been a fan? I'm probably allergic and I don't even know. Oh, guys, you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. I would take M&M's and put them in peanut butter and eat them like that, but not <clears throat> peanut M&M's. That wasn't the question. <laughs> well, I still answered it. Chill out. No. <laughs> You know what I like better? I like Reese's Relax. Pieces better than M&M's. You guys like those little Reese's Pieces ones? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. That's my go-to movie snack. I'll have that finished before the the trailers are even finished. Angel, what you got? Peanut I'm or gonna plain? Cheat. I'm going to cheat and say peanut butter. Peanut. Yeah. I, I'm currently eating pizza and peanut butter M&M's. Son of a bitch. At the same time. Pizza M&M's? Oh, I have chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Uh, I just had a delicious. The quality. Uh, Pinot Grigio. Our uh, Kitty, what do we get? Uh, God. Well, I'm not a big fan of M&M's to begin with, to be honest. Okay, hang up. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine then. I'll go with my tuna. Um, yeah. On your mattress. <laughs> it's very comfy, thank you very much. Okay. Um, oh, God. I, I, well, I, I'm a big fan of peanut butter, so mm. the one with nuts. And chunky? <laughs> chunky peanut butter? Peanut, then, okay, gotcha. So we got two peanut, one plain, and one PB. Chris is writing all this down for his memoirs. <laughs> Gonna put it on the blender and make a smoothie after. Oh, Ooh. Naj, yes. how much do you deadlift? <laughs> I don't even go to the gym. <laughs> you deadlift that big rock around, that's what you deadlift. <laughs> Mats, how much do you deadlift? How much can I deadlift? Um, I don't know, probably a whole case of Doritos. Doritos. Gotcha. That, that, that doesn't even weigh anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's like figuring case. it out. It's like, like talking a whole case. That would weigh something. Yeah. You don't mess with me and food. I'll deadlift any of that. Mm. Yeah. All right, Angel. How much do you deadlift? I can deadlift a Buick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna come back? Check me. She's like Hot Wheels like, or a Matchbox. <laughs> Both at the same time. The purpose of this question is. No, not who to mess with, because you would fuck us up. Um, <laughs> oh, you saved the best for last. <laughs> She's like, I can deadlift a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arkham Kitty, how much can you deadlift? Okay, well, I'm a loader at UPS. Yeah, so the most, I, the most I could lift up on my own and actually stack is 80 pounds. Damn. Um, but other than that, I, of course, Damn, I girl. need assistance. But, yeah. Do, do you That's wear... a lot of Prime 1 statues. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's she's also a kickboxer, so don't fuck around. Yeah, yeah. I've that's done like martial in, arts too. In Forty Year Old Virgin, when when um, Seth Rogen hires that one chick, 
to be like an, a loader at the uh, electronics store just so Andy can hook up with her. <laughs> She's 90 pounds. She has no business carrying boxes into this place. Boy, that shit's no joke, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm, I I think you guys see it like on my Snapchat or Instagram. I'm always posting like my new bruises. Like I literally look like Cheetah. Like I just have like dots all over my legs and my arms. It's disgusting. That's, especially, that's hot. especially when that belt gets jammed. Do you you know the oh, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? It's like mountains yeah. of, of shit. They always to send sleep. me on top too to break jams because obviously I'm smaller compared to everyone. Um but it's it's no joke. Like that job it's pretty hard, but I mean I need money, so what is your prize either Catwoman or Batman collectible? Oh, that's what do you have that's your your that's baby? Your babe. Yeah. Your bae. I have many bays. Well, since I just started collecting oh. statues, I guess the um almost got um black and white. Nice. Yeah, since I just started. That's but yeah, that one. Very cool. Cats and cats. Um, I don't really collect a lot. Um, I have. I don't really collect that much. I just started, and all I have right now is a Catwoman Funko. So that would be my prized possession. Oh, which one? Which Catwoman? Actually, the purple dress one. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, the oh, Selena wow. from Gotham one. That's the first one I bought. Oh, the Gotham TV show. Yeah. Uh, well, you, well, you're smart because once you start, you cannot stop, and you'll be in debt like the rest of us for life. <laughs> oh, dig it, man. <laughs> all right, all right, Angel. I know you've got a lot of shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of shit. <laughs> what, what, what have you got? Oh, What's your favorite? Um. I'm writing all this down too. <laughs> I don't even know what I have anymore. Uh, Do you have any it, Harley well, stuff? Anything Harley Quinn? Um, I might have no, like a doesn't. Harley thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like a. I'm not crazy. I don't have like a five foot nine or five foot eleven <laughs> foam woman in my house. You don't oh, have the life size one. Don't you have a whole mannequin? I, no, I have the five foot eleven one. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was just saying she doesn't have. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I, I thought you meant like a live person chained up just as Harley. So. Not yet. I haven't found Margot in person. Catwoman, though. Oh. Uh, maybe my autograph from when I met Adrian Barbeau from the voice during the animated series. Oh, that's cool. She was really nice. That's really So cool. that has good sentimental value. Very cool. And Arkham Kitty, what's your prize collectible? Oh, God. It's either my shitload of Catwoman comics or my uh I have a uh autograph picture of uh Julie Newmar and on there she oh, wrote yeah wow. she wrote oh. <laughs> so awesome. yeah awesome I'm also yeah. a big fan of your uh, Reeve FX cowls oh yes. god he's I love those his work is amazing I, I especially I, I love my my Jim Ballant cowl too. I oh, mean it. Oh, you got a purple. I one? get a headache nice. after wearing that. Huh? You got a, oh the purple one you have. Yeah. Oh sweet, nice. I I have that one, and then I just well I ordered it about like almost a month ago, but the Adam Hughes uh, Catwoman cowl. So I'm waiting for that one still. Oh, we Hughes. need to get him on. We yeah. keep talking about it. We need to get him on. Oh. You guys should. He's guy. he's really cool. He's really cool. cool. If y'all want. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be part of a Cat Force member, you're. Free. We have you to see. You just have to buy your own cat suit, though. Yeah, we have to see you in the cat suit. Yeah, there, there's a rite of passage. I'll send you one. Hold on. Oh, I have to approve it. Or, or just say meow when you're in. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's too easy. And you have and you have to be bad cat only. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. None of that tell you shit. Hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.